Welcome to Current Radio's People Station. Please enjoy today's selection of news. In some surprising news, Mayim Bialik, co-host of the iconic game show Jeopardy, has announced that she will no longer be hosting the show. I saw that, Alex. It's rather unexpected. The Big Bang Theory alum shared a statement on Instagram saying that she was informed by Sony that she'd no longer be hosting the syndicated version of Jeopardy. Indeed, Sarah. She expressed gratitude for the opportunity to be a part of the Jeopardy family and thanked the fans, contestants, writers, and crew. Interestingly, her contract wasn't up when Sony made this decision. Right. Alex. Bialik and Ken Jennings took over as co-hosts after the passing of the legendary Alex Trebek. She had even expressed interest in becoming the quiz show's permanent host. Yes, and she would have been the first permanent female host, which would have been quite a milestone. She even spoke about how being a woman and an immigrant's granddaughter in that iconic role was mind-blowing for her. But it's worth noting that neither Bialik nor Jennings were the first choices for the replacement host. The show initially announced Mike Richards, the series' executive producer, as the permanent host in 2021. And then Richards was removed after some of his past controversial comments resurfaced. Bialik then temporarily took over full-time when Jennings was on hiatus, and they later became permanent co-hosts. Yes, but Bialik's tenure was met with mixed reactions from fans. Some even called for her to be replaced on social media, while others argued that the game was more important than the host. And she did face some harsh criticism from longtime viewers, didn't she? She even addressed it on her podcast, Bialik Breakdown. She did, Alex. She mentioned that one of the most common remarks was, we don't prefer you to Ken. It's a tough situation, but we wish her all the best in her future endeavors. From one entertainment news to another, let's shift our focus from the world of game shows to the realm of soap operas. It's time to celebrate a posthumous honor for a beloved actress who left us far too soon. Sarah, you've got the details on this, right? So, Sarah, did you hear about Sonia Eddy's posthumous daytime Emmy win? Oh, yes, I did. Quite an honor for her work on General Hospital. It's been about a year since we lost her, hasn't it? Yes, she passed away last December. An incredible talent celebrated for her portrayal of Nurse Epiphany Johnson and her friend Tyler Ford accepted the award on her behalf, he said. That the experience was bittersweet, right? And he thanked Frank Valentini, the executive producer of General Hospital, and the entire cast and crew for their support of Eddie over her 16-year tenure on the show. Exactly. But what stood out to me was when he said that Sonia never aspired to be an actor. Yet her talent was undeniable. She was remembered not just for her on-screen presence, but also for how she made people feel off-screen. That's a testament to her character, isn't it? And the soap opera's official Twitter account, they posted a tribute to her after the award was announced, didn't they? Yes, they did. They asked fans to help celebrate her win and mentioned how much she is missed every day. It's clear she left a significant impact on the show and its viewers. Beyond General Hospital, she had quite an extensive career in film and television, didn't she? I remember her in Inspector Gadget, Barbershop, Daddy Daycare, and... Matchstick Men, Bad News Bears, Seven Pounds, the list goes on. Sonia Eddy's career was indeed prolific, and her talent will be sorely missed. From remembering a beloved actress, to celebrating the charitable actions of a music superstar, let's shift gears now. 
As we approach the holiday season, it's heartening to see those who have achieved great success using their platform to give back to the community. Speaking of which, a certain rap superstar has been making headlines for her generous donation this festive season. In some uplifting news, rap superstar Nicki Minaj has made a significant contribution this holiday season. Oh, I heard about this. She donated $50,000 to the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve Toys for Tots program, right? On Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct, Alex. She presented a large pink check to the foundation on the show, saying, God bless all the children in the world. It was a heartwarming moment. Absolutely. And the Toys for Tots representatives were there too. Right? They were quite moved by the donation. Indeed, Raul Pilko the NYC coordinator for Toys for Tots, expressed his gratitude. He said it meant the world to give back to the community and appreciated Minaj's superstar status. And speaking of her superstar status, she's been busy lately. She recently released her latest album, Pink Friday 2, and announced a world tour for next year. Yes, the Pink Friday 2 world tour kicks off in March in Oakland, California. It includes stops in major cities like Las Vegas, Atlanta, New York City, and more. After the North American leg, she'll take the tour abroad to the UK and Europe. She also gave some insight into what fans can expect from the upcoming tour on WWHL, didn't she? She did. Minaj said her focus will be on creating a world around the new album, but she'll also perform her rap and pop hits to make sure all her fans feel well-fed at the show. That's going to be a spectacle, no doubt. And in the midst of all this, she still finds time to give back. That's commendable. From the world of music and philanthropy, we now turn to a somber story that has left many in shock. A beloved figure, known for his honest portrayal of struggles with addiction, has left us under tragic circumstances. Let's delve into the details surrounding this unfortunate event. Continuing on the sad news of Matthew Perry's death, the autopsy report has revealed some startling findings. It seems Perry was reportedly clean for 19 months before his death. That's right, Sarah. Perry was undergoing ketamine infusion therapy, which is interesting because while ketamine is a dissociative anesthetic, it's also being explored as a treatment for depression and other mental health disorders. But the report suggests the ketamine found in his system at the time of his death couldn't have come from the therapy, given the drug's half-life is only three to four hours. Exactly, Alex. So, the question is, where did the ketamine come from? The report states that Parry died due to acute effects of the drug. Drowning and coronary artery disease were also listed as contributing factors. It's just a tragic combination of... Indeed, it is. And it's worth noting that while there were prescription medications and loose pills found at Perry's residence, none were reported near the pool where he was found unresponsive. The coroner's report also ruled out any foul play. Perry's struggle with addiction was well known, and he was open about it. In fact, his memoir, Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing, detailed his journey with sobriety and the pride he felt in staying clean. He truly believed his story could help others battling addiction. And he was making plans to do just that, help others. Before his death, Perry was planning to establish a foundation for those struggling with addiction. His family has since carried out those plans, setting up a foundation in his name posthumously. A fitting tribute to a man who wanted to use his experiences to help others. And as we've mentioned before, if you or anyone you know is struggling with addiction, please reach out to the SAMHSA helpline 
at 1-800-662-HELP.